Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. I'm Courtney. And I'm Lisa. And welcome to the next chapter in the Book of the Dead. Hi, everyone. Just to let you know, this is a very graphic case, uh, deals with the death of children. If anyone is sensitive to this type of material, when you hear the sound, please skip ahead about two minutes so you do not have to listen to the horrific details. We are back for another chapter. Uh, This one will not be a two-parter like last week, so don't worry. I won't do that to you guys again. But we have um, we have a really dark one today. Of course you do. Okay, it's time for cocktails because I don't know if I'm going to get through this without them. So I have my trusty handy whiskey sour next to me. And I guess I am as ready as I will ever be. So today's chapter actually takes place in Japan. And... I'm going to start off by saying I apologize greatly in advance if I pronounce any names wrong or any uh, towns incorrectly. I'm not versed in the language, but I'm doing my best. This takes place in Kobe, Japan. In March of 1997, mutilated animals started showing up in the streets. Uh, Dead frogs, cats, pigeons. That's just, that's, that's not nice. No, no cannot be seeing that we're a very like animal friendly home here so these animals were you know being found around the neighborhood of kobe and no one really knew who was behind it now on march 10th a group of young girls were attacked by somebody with a hammer these girls got away you know they were i i couldn't find if they were completely unharmed or But I believe they were unharmed. I believe they managed to get away from their attacker. Now, unfortunately, this incident would not be the only incident of a young child being attacked in Kobe. Okay, you're you're getting way too much into the children being hurt. I already know I'm not going to like this. We can stop right here. No. What do you mean? No. So on March 16th, Ayaka Yamashita was attacked by an assailant with a hammer and a knife. Now, Ayaka was 
around 10 years old. Okay, we're done. We we do not need to go any further. This is just no. No. No, this is this is a baby. No. I no. Now she did res- uh she did die as a result of her injuries and she became the first victim of what would become to be known as the Kobe child killer. Now, an hour after Ayaka was attacked, an unnamed nine-year-old girl was attacked as well, and she was stabbed multiple times, and she was rushed to the hospital. This girl, though, thankfully did survive her attacker, but I just, she may have, you know, survived physically, but I can't even imagine the mental and emotional trauma that this girl has as a result of this. She's scarred for life, physically and mentally scarred for life i can't imagine any other scenario through the month of april things were relatively calm there was no reported incidents you know it things were okay however on may 24th now this was two months after the murder of ayaka an 11 year old boy named jun hasei who was a student at tainohata elementary disappeared Now, June was in a special education class at the school, which was mostly comprised of students with mental or physical disabilities. Um, I don't know what category of that he fell into or if he did at all. Like maybe it was, you know, just a learning disability. It might not have been anything more than that. But either way, he was in the special education class and he was missing for three days. Parents must have been out of their mind with worry. I'm sure they were. I'm Please do not tell me this is, is going to end badly. This is a really hard one. Either way, he was missing for three days. And again, I don't know what category he fell into in this class, whether it was a learning, mental, or physical disability. But if it was, you know, say a mental or physical disability, I, I can't imagine the fear of him potentially not understanding what was happening. Like, I, I can't wrap my head around that so she was he was missing for three days now on the 27th just before school started from for the day the school caretaker which i believe is kind of like um like a groundskeeper janitor type of thing do you want to cover your ears don't tell me he found him and 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 not not alive don't don't say that The school janitor discovered the head of June Hesei placed at the school gate. No, no, no. His eyes had been gouged out and his mouth had been cut from ear to ear. Now, when the police arrived at the school, they found a note from the killer written in red ink and it had been placed in the boy's mouth. The, The note read, quote, this is the beginning of the game. Try to stop me if you can, you stupid police. I desperately want to see people die. It is a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed for the years of great bitterness. And I just quickly want to mention that the reason I mentioned the color of the the ink that was the note was written in was because the color red is traditionally taboo in Asian cultures. Now, it's more so in China and Korea, um, writing one's name in red ink is traditionally reserved for someone's death. So using red ink to write a name while that person is alive would essentially be like cursing someone to die prematurely or, you know, you're wishing them to die. In Japan, it's not as 
as taboo, but there's still that like stigma around red ink. And I mean, this is, this is not something that was just like in the nineties. Um, when I used to work in a grocery store for the bakery department, I had a woman that came in, asked me to write on a cake. She was Korean and I had no idea of this taboo. And I wrote happy birthday, you know, mom on it in red frosting because that's what I had. And this woman was horrified and she explained to me what the, you know, what was wrong and why this was not a good thing. And I was, first of all, mortified. Second of all, I was horrified. I gave her a whole new cake. I wrote on the, um, I, I mixed up a whole new batch of icing. Like this is still something that, you know, is still considered very taboo. So that's kind of why I mentioned the red ink thing. It just, it seemed a little bit symbolic, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, but you really need to be telling me that they caught this monster and he is sitting behind bars forever. Like, that is how you need to finish this. Point blank, done. Okay, that this this is the bullet train to hell. Okay, very special place in hell for people like this. And I use the term people very loosely because this is just pure evil and needs to be in a cage for, until they turn to dust. I just want to say that this case made re- me really angry while I was researching it multiple times. I think everyone listening is going to be really angry multiple times. This is not the only time you're going to be angry listening to me tell you this story. I'm already angry. You're going to be even more angry, is what I'm saying. No, no, I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm already horrified. Now, as I said about the ink, June's name was not written on the note, um, but I just thought it was interesting that you know, this killer chose red ink. It just, again, it seemed very symbolic to me. I could be reading too much into that. But the uh, the note was signed Saka Kibara. Now, according to uh, the true crime da- uh, database.com, police officers familiar with the Zodiac killer case believed that the killer was inspired by them based on this note. And actually, as a result of this, Japanese politician Shizuka Kamai allegedly was calling for a restriction or a complete ban on movies and imagery that weren't educational or related to literature because he thought that violent movies was essentially at fault for this, which it's not. (laughs) Violent movies and video games and all of that don't turn people into killers. I'm just going to put that out there. Now, they also believed that the head was placed at the school in the hopes that students or their parents would see it, which would obviously cause a great deal of panic. Now, thankfully, children were saved from this trauma when the caretaker made his rounds before students arrived. And as a quick side note, that same caretaker reported to the police a week week or so later that he had found several dead pigeons and two dead cats who had had their paws cut off around the school as well. Presumably from the same person. Okay, sick, evil, twisted. I could keep going, but this is what you're telling me about a sick and twisted and evil monster. Now, the body 
of the boy was found later in the day. And I've seen from a couple of different reports saying he was found in like a couple different locations. Like no one was no one had a consistent report. Some uh, some reports said that he was found hidden on a hill near the school. Some say he was found in a like a water or near a water tank on a hill. Some say he was hidden under a house in the woods near the school. So I'm not a hundred percent sure where they found his body, but they did find him later that day. So an autopsy was performed, and pathologists concluded that. Jun Hasei had been strangled and then decapitated, most likely with a saw. Now, no one saw the killer place the head at the school, and no one saw who took Jun in the first place, let alone what a possible motive could be. So there were no leads that I could find in regards to the investigation immediately following the discovery of Jun Hasei. All the police knew was that they were looking for a possible serial killer in Kobe, and they were looking at adult men for the most part as suspects because statistically most murders are committed by adult men so it makes sense as to why that's who why that's who they were looking at on june 6th a local newspaper called kobe shinbun received a letter presumably by the killer now this letter was mailed anonymously like there was no return address there was no name it was three pages long and written in the same red ink now, the person who wrote this letter claimed responsibility for Jun Hasei's murder, and it went on to say that essentially the Japanese educational system was at fault. And they stated that it was, quote, a compulsory education that formed me an invisible person. Now, the writer also taunted the police in the letter by saying, quote, now it's the beginning of the game. I'm putting my life at stake for the sake of this game. If I'm caught, I'll probably be hanged. Police should be angrier and more tenacious in pursuing me. It's only when I am liberated from the constant hatred that I suffer that I am able to attain peace. It is only when I give pain to people that I can ease my own pain. Now, this letter was signed Saka Kibara Seito. Now, according to academic.com, the characters that make up this name translate to multiple things, and those things are alcohol, devil, rose, saint, fight, sake. So the actual moniker the killer was using seemed to be more or less made up by this person because it didn't, like, mean anything. Like, with all of those characters together. Like, it didn't make sense. So it seemed like it was a made-up name. And the handwriting did match the note found at the initial crime scene, as well as made references to details of the crime not released by police. So it was determined that the same person definitely wrote both notes. Now, in initial coverage of this case, media in Japan actually mistakenly names the killer Onibara, which means Demon's Rose. And this really pissed off this person. Well, he's a coward or she's a coward. Doesn't really matter. Man or woman, still coward. Oh, 100%. But it was very, it was very like btk-esque in the sense that you know he was all you know you're gonna you're gonna call me btk you know it this is the name i want you to use and this guy was kind of like very similar in the sense that he was like onibata is not my name so he actually wrote another letter and this letter was sent to correct them This letter stated, quote, from now on, if you misread my name or you spoil my mood, I will kill three vegetables a week. If you think I can only kill children, you are greatly mistaken. And and 
we're going to come back to the vegetable thing because it made no sense until I got some context. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because it doesn't make sense to me either. So over 500 investigators worked on this case. They were looking for any possible leads and neighborhood watches started cropping up throughout the area. So children were walked to and from school by their parents. Like no child was allowed out of their parents' sight unless it was absolutely necessary. Gee, I wonder why. Exactly. So with the help of of the girl who had been stabbed that survived, they were actually able to ID a possible suspect. Okay, so was this the, was this the animal that did this? I'm getting to it. Now, according to an article in the New York Times, a 14-year-old boy was arrested on June 28th for the murder of June Hase. 14 years old? 14 years old. I did hear that number correctly. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Because we need to, we need, I need to get closure on this one. Go ahead. Now, according to the same article, this boy who they called Boy A in the media because Japan especially has very, very strict laws regarding juveniles, um, which is why that unnamed girl who survived the attack, I don't know her name. It was never released. So they called him Boy A. Now, initially, he was only brought in for questioning related to the murder, but he actually ended up confessing. So he literally told the police that he was the one who strangled Jun Hasei and decapitated him, and he even described the knife he used. He also allegedly confessed to the murder of Ayaka Yamashita, the first victim we talked about. And according to an article in Medium.com by Kevin Vogel, Boy A told the police that he lured Jun Hase to a water tank on a hill, telling him he wanted to show Jun a giant turtle he had seen up there. Now, remember, Jun was 11 years old, and I fully believe he would have followed this boy up to see a giant turtle because I, at 27, would go, hell yeah, I want to see a giant turtle. Well, I do understand that, yes. Okay. Especially because, you know, boy A was, you know, only a couple years older than Jun. So it made sense that he would follow him to see this regardless because he was probably thinking you're a kid like me kind of thing. Right. You know, he's he's a he's a he's a baby, a little boy and things like that would be cool. So, yeah, I could see him being lured by I could see him being lured by an older boy. Yeah, 100 percent. So according to the same article, this is where Boy A killed Jin, and then he left the area to go to his grandfather's home to get a handsaw, which he used to remove Jun's head, after which he brought it back to his grandfather's house in a garbage in a garbage bag. Now, he allegedly drank the blood that had collected in the bottom of the bag. This part's really hard to say. He allegedly admitted to doing unspeakable things to Jin's head. I don't know why anybody would say something like that. I'm I'm horrified. He literally, like, he told the police this. After that, he cut the eyes like it had been at the school and the mouth and brought these remains back to the school and put it at the school gate. And he did reportedly tell the police that he got the idea for the note from reading about the Zodiac Killer. Now, When this news was released, Japan as a whole was shocked that it was a 14-year-old. Like, just 
completely stuns that a 14-year-old committed these brutal murders. Chief city official for the district where the murders took place, Akira Yokoyama, said after the police press conference, quote, I am relieved a suspect has been arrested, but mostly I am surprised that he is a junior high student because because he was 14. Well, yeah, obviously. It, uh, like what? <sighs> I don't even know. Now, this 14-year-old boy definitely showed signs of violence in the years leading up to the murders. Um, according to an article in Japan Today, published in 2015, Boy A had started out killing cats and other animals in the area, which is a traditional marker of a child growing up to be a killer. That is a traditional marker. What is it? It's the trifecta. It's uh, killing animals, wetting the bed, and, oh, Lord, something else. Setting fires, I think. Yeah, I would... I. I think that's what you've said. Uh, yeah, I think it's those three. But killing animals and wetting the bed are like two that I know for a fact are part of this trifecta. Either way, according to that article, Boyette had started out killing cats and other animals in the area and eventually escalated into fantasizing what it would be like to kill a human being. Now, when the police searched the boy's home, they found a diary with an entry written right after the attack on Ayaka and this was actually the diary the police used to compare the handwriting samples to the notes that were sent. And this diary entry said, quote, I carried out sacred experiments today to confirm just how fragile human beings are. I brought the hammer down when the girl turned to face me. I think I hit her a few times, but I was too excited to remember. Now, his diary also went on to describe how he mutilated various animals, including a time where he ran over a bunch of frogs on his bicycle. Okay, I, I'm I'm completely and utterly horrified. You, it, this is going to get worse, isn't it? Before it gets better. Actually, it doesn't get better. I was going to say, I don't know if you could say it gets better. It doesn't get better. But it's going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah. Now, like I said, in Japan, they're very strict about keeping minors' names confidential. However... A newspaper in Japan managed to find out Boy A's name and they published it along with his picture because the media was essentially like, we're not letting this kid get away with anonymity. I don't blame them. I'm just hoping that this... Okay, I I'm hoping that it truly is the killer because I'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around this young boy committing such a heinous act. I totally get what you're saying. Now, according to this newspaper, the Kobe child killer's name was Shinichiro Azuma. Now, according to that same article in medium.com that I mentioned, Azuma was born on July 7th, 1982, and he was interested in the concept of death after his grandmother passed away. Now, he was definitely a strange child, and he was pretty isolated. He didn't have many friends, but he blamed the school system for that, presumably because the standards and the pressure placed on children in those cultures like they're they're really there's a lot of pressure for them to perform well and do well in school. So like I I mean I understand like the stress. Oh okay, I I guess I can understand stress, but I can't understand it to this extreme. 100%. Now to go back to the vegetable comment, allegedly his mom told Shinichiro 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When he was like in gym class, like when he was nervous about like running and doing things in front of the other children, she was kind of like, just think of them as vegetables. Like, they're not there. They're not looking at you. They're just vegetables. They're just carrots. They're just, you know, carrots, eggplants, beans, whatever. Like, they can't see you. They don't have eyes. Okay. So that's, you know. That's where that came from. That's where the vegetable comment came from. So it does make sense in context. Multiple sources claim that the murder of Jin Hisei was potentially some sort of ritual to appease a god that Azuma called, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, Bamoy Duki. Now, apparently this god does not exist anywhere in history, like in any culture. So it either seemed to be made up by Azuma or possibly some sort of delusion Like, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything, so I can't speak to that specifically, but it's definitely not something that existed in real life or exists in any sort of mythology. Like, it's, it seems to be made up. Now, not everyone believed that Azuma was actually the murderer. Apparently, both the former principal of Azuma's high school, Nobuyoshi Iwata, and a lawyer who dealt in wrongful accusation cases named Shojiro Goto believes that Azuma was not the killer and that the investigating officers had contradicting evidence to support their theories, one of which being that allegedly the killer was left-handed, but Azuma was right-handed. And part of their reasoning was also that Azuma wasn't good in school. Like, his grades were really bad, but the killer seemed really well-spoken and articulate, which I don't know how having bad grades in school correlates to being, like, stupid. Which is essentially what they were saying. Like, just because he had bad grades doesn't mean he wasn't smart. That is correct. I, there's a lot of kids that don't do well in school, but they ha- or they get bored, you know, and they're, they happen to be really smart. And maybe that's part of the reason that they get bored is because they're so far past uh, what they're being taught. Exactly. Like, uh, when I was in high school, like, I didn't always do that well, like, in certain subjects. Well, math, I was just generally really bad at. But, like, in English, if I didn't get a good grade in English, it wasn't because I was stupid. I actually read a ridiculous amount, but it was more because I had already learned most of what we were covering when I was in grade school, because I had taken advanced English classes. So I was very bored. I did not pay attention. I did not always get good grades. But I would not consider myself to be stupid by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't, I I just, I don't get the correlation between bad grades equaling stupid, because that's just not the case. Either way. Now, even though at least these two people believed this child to be innocent, He did confess, and he confessed in great detail. So, like, there's no other way he would have known those details if he wasn't the one committing the crimes. Okay, I understand where you're coming from, and and I guess it's just wishful thinking that it's not a child. 
Now, Japan had a rule that anyone under the age of 16 could not be tried as an adult, essentially no matter what the crime was. So this kid got away with, got out of having to go to like a regular prison. He got away with having to be handed a capital punishment. Like he, he avoided the death penalty purely because of his age. Was it proven that it was him, in fact? While I was researching this, I couldn't find any of, like, the actual trial information. I couldn't find any um, real, like, evidence-based things that were printed. This case, when you research it, a lot of the information that comes up is a lot of the same stuff. Now, I found um, quite a few places with information, uh about Azuma and the crimes, but it was all kind of the same information. There was just some minor differences. This was not a wildly publicized case, at least in America. So I, I couldn't tell you exactly what happened at the trial. I couldn't tell you exactly what kind of evidence they found. I can tell you that they verified the handwriting. I can tell you that they even looked at him to begin with because of the girl that had survived the attack. She either identified him or saw him right before or after she was attacked. So the the information I have is limited. So it truly was a 14-year-old. Yeah. Did this. Yeah. I, I, what could have possibly been so bad in his life that he committed this horrific horrific crime well that's the thing i don't know like it it doesn't seem like he had you know a really traumatic upbringing or at least none that i could find you know it didn't it like is it is this like the whole nature versus nurture thing like was he just kind of born this way or did something happen that we just don't know about that kind of warped his way of thinking or like is he just was he general uh genuinely born just evil I I don't know. Besides the fact that this is pure evil, I can't come up with a reason why a 14-year-old would do this. It, it it's you know, I know that you know, you 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 watch different TV shows or or whatever and and there are people that are according to the TV shows and different things that you've read you know, there are people that are born this way. They are just, there. there's no compassion. They don't have any compassion. It's almost as if that part of them is missing. Exactly. Like, and again, you do see some cases where people live through these traumatic experiences, but they, they grow up to be good people. But then you see people who have traumatic childhoods. Uh, I listened to uh, a podcast episode from morbid it was about a girl named melinda who murdered a 12 year old and melinda had had a horrific childhood so it almost made it not made sense that she turned out that way but it was kind of like this was this is what she knew like bad things happening to people is what she knew so it's like what happened to the show did anything happen to this boy azuma that made him this way or is he just like you said, missing that compassionate part of his personality. I have no idea, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm not a, not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist that may have better insight into what 
or why he did this. It is beyond horrific. But as you said, there are people that go through trauma and they come out on the other side of it and they're compassionate and they're loving and they're caring and they would never want anyone to go through anything that they had experienced. And then you have those that just want to lash out and hurt as many people and you know animals what as as they can i don't know if they they derive pleasure from this i don't know what it is all i know is this is just in my estimation it's my opinion it is pure unadulterated evil i agree 100 percent. because he couldn't be tried as an adult he was sentenced to a juvenile reformatory for treatment in Tokyo. Now, actually, this law was eventually like this um, restriction on trying juveniles as adults under 16 was eventually changed, but it wasn't changed until 2002. And it was actually the age was lowered to 14. And some people do speculate that this case was one of the reasons for it, but it was too late to alter his sentence. You know, years had already gone by. Uh, also, allegedly in 2002, after a visit from his mother to the f- uh, in the facility, his mother confirmed that she had asked her son if he had really committed these horrific crimes, and he told her yes, which is just crazy. Infuriatingly enough, on March 11, 2004, the Japanese Ministry of Justice announced that 21-year-old Shinichiro Azuma would be released on parole, and as long as he essentially behaved himself, that parole would end on January 1st, 2005. Excuse me? Excuse me? So he was released at the age of 21? Yeah, he served essentially six years after like the trial and such finished he served like six years for the brutal murders of two children so he's 21 years old he and he's out on parole Mm -hmm. and able to do this again so apparently they were releasing him because he was allegedly cured of his sexual sadism and urge to kill and by the way After January 1st, 2005, he was not on parole anymore. Now, allegedly, they handed him a new identity and sent him on his merry way. Uh, Reportedly, he stayed in Tokyo. Now, he pretty much disappeared for about 10 years before resurfacing, resurfacing in the media in 2015. Would you like to know why? No, I really don't want to know why. It's not what you think. Are you tricking me? No, it's not what you think. He didn't kill anyone. Oh, okay. Then tell me why. He wrote a book. He wrote an autobiography. On his twisted brain? Yeah, pretty much. Now, this book was called Zekka. Not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it was called Zekka, and it was published by Ota Publishing. Like It was a complete tell-all. It went into his childhood, the murders, his experience in the treatment facility. In my brain, why why did Ota Publishing approve this? I agree with you. Why did they approve publishing this? Well, in an article for Japan Today, the president of Ota Publishing, Satoshi Oka, said that they were approached by a third party in regards to publishing this book and eventually that they had a face-to-face meeting. 
Now, in that article, Mr. Oka said, quote, we have never had the opportunity to read the personal accounts of a juvenile criminal at this level. Although I understand this book will receive a great deal of criticism, I believe that the book details events that speak to the issues of juvenile criminal accountability still relevant today. Now, allegedly, Azuma did send apology letters attached to copies of the books to members of the victim's families. But like, okay, great. You sent an apology letter attached to a book that details exactly what happened to your victims. So I'm sorry if I don't think that apology was particularly sincere. Well, of course not. Or Okay, I I do not know what is in his brain that's... That's a place I do never want to know. The The fact of they publish this book that gives gory, horrific details. And then he sends these books to the parents of the children that he did this to. That would be a book that I would burn. 100%. 100%. Now, obviously, the victim's families did try to prevent the book from being released to the public. Jun Hesei's father, Mamoru Hesei, made a statement to the media saying, quote, I don't know if the murderer of our child published this book to further extend our endless suffering. It shows he doesn't really feel bad about doing what he did. I wish this book would be pulled immediately and that no more copies be printed. Now, personally, I agree. It's 100% capitalizing on these families' grief. But the book did go through with being released, and the first edition sold something like 100,000 copies because people are sick. Yes, they are. That would, I'm telling you, that would be a book that I would gladly burn. I, I'd have a huge bonfire, and whoever wanted to throw that one in there, hey, that's okay. It's like what they did with uh, Gacy's artwork in prison. Uh, I believe it was like two companies or two lawyers bought up all of the artwork they can find from people that had bought it because there's a fascination with murder memorabilia. They bought it all up and together with the families, they had a massive bonfire and burns all of Gacy's drawings. Good. That's what should happen to this book. Mm-hmm. And I really, the, the fact that this, this monster is making money off of this just boggles my mind allegedly he did take a portion of the royalties from the book and sent it as restitution to the families but i don't know how true that is but it was mentioned that he at least might have done this now because people were so rightfully outraged over this man making a profit on his victims japan has apparently called for some type of law similar to the son of sam law we have in america do you know what that is no why don't you tell me what that is So the Son of Sam law we have basically says that killers cannot profit from their crimes. Like if a killer in America were to write a book or, you know, create a movie about the murders they committed, they can't and will not see a dime. And essentially all of the money would go to the families if they insist you like, you know, they can't be stopped from writing a book. You know, you can't like freedom of speech cannot stop them from writing a book, but you can stop them from making money off of it. I like that law. Mm-hmm. I like it very much. Yeah. Because anyone, as I said, any monster that can commit this her- horrific, horrific crime should not make so much as a penny. Uh, but if he did, going back to if he did send restitution to the families, that would be another thing I would burn. 
I would want nothing, nothing from this monster other than to know that I'm sorry, but he is behind bars and is there until he turns to dust because somebody that does something like this, I don't believe that they are cured as they're saying. It just, it doesn't happen. You know, a leopard doesn't change its spots. I agree. Now, in addition to this book, he also apparently created a, quote, vanity website, which would essentially be a website all about himself. No, 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 no. Don't want to hear about that either. Because there are people, as you say, that are fascinated with these murders. There, there, there are murders in jail here in America that people write to. Oh, and, you know, I'm in love with this person and I, I'm going to we're going to get married. Well, this website was called. Well, OK, this was this is the English translation, but the website was called the unbearable transparency of being. Now, this website was said to be his like there was, it was never 100 percent confirmed, but it was allegedly said to be his. And it was the only form of social media he had. Now, apparently on this website in the gallery page, there was a bunch of like nude photos of a man wearing a mask, which is presumably Azuma. And there's like various comments from him and drawings made by him of like slugs. Really? Like, I don't know. He guess he has a bug thing. Yeah, because he's got a maggot in his brain. Yeah. And uh, also, just in case you were curious, uh, he has a whole list of book recommendations on there. I don't... I. This this person never did anything to me, never harmed any of my family. However, knowing what he's done, I don't want anything to do with him. Exactly. Now, I will say, I did find the link to this website. And this link is active but it's not his website anymore the link is the same but it if you click on this link and i'm not going to tell you what the link is because there's no point but the link on this website or the link for this website will take you directly to the website of the office of the japanese prime minister so it's a totally clean website now you want to contact the japanese prime minister that's the website you would use well maybe the japanese prime minister should get a few emails and what not saying that this person needs to be in jail for forever. Oh, also on the website, there's a claim that he suffers from delusions, which considering he apparently made up his own God, I do believe that. Now, the last that anyone heard of him, he was living in Tokyo, working in construction, and at the very least, he seems to have not killed anyone else since he was released, but I don't think those families got the justice that they deserved for the murders of their children. That would be correct. As I said, needs to be in jail forever because the fact that he is living and breathing and walking this earth and those children are not, there is something seriously wrong with that picture. 100%. I agree. I, I think the, the Japanese prison system failed those families. But that is um, the story of the Kobe Childs killer, a.k.a. the Japanese Zodiac, a.k.a. Onibara, which he doesn't like, so I'm going to say it anyway. This, this, this is a really tough case. I, I struggled a lot researching it because it's just 
There's, horrific. It is horrific. There's, you know, they call children innocent for a reason because they are innocent. They don't deserve this. No one deserves this. No, but the and again, the fact that it happens like this happens to them at the hands of another child. He was barely a teenager. That's what's like so crazy. But there are killer kids out there. Yes, unfortunately, there are. Unfortunately, there are killers. Whether you're an adult or or a child or a teenager, it it doesn't matter. There are killers out there, and and it's not fair to their victims that they do not get the justice that is so rightly deserved. Well, guys, this is a really rough one. Hug your babies, hug your fur babies, and just be good people. I second that. Be good people. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this chapter of the Book of the Dead. As always, check the source notes for resources used in this chapter. And don't forget that you could follow us on Instagram at Book of the Dead Pod or shoot us an email with a case suggestion at Book of the Dead Pod at gmail.com. We just hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. We will be back next week with another chapter of the Book of the Dead. And always remember to stay curious, stay safe, and stay vigilant. Bye, guys. Bye.